You're listening to another edition of Absolutely Nothing Going On. It's your host here, Rich, a.k.a. Borlord. If you enjoy the show today, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, or review. You can catch me outside on Instagram at Richardometry, on Twitter at Richardography, and steady every day at angopodcast at gmail.com. Music for this segment produced by Tiktones.com. Thanks for listening. Are you ready for what comes next? Let's start the show. All right, then. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. This is uh, December 25th, uh, 2018. The ass of a year that just won't quit. That's got us all vexed. (laughs) But we're having a lazy Christmas over here at the... um, At the... uh, ye old estate uh just kind of lazing around today i happen to have a surprise for you guys um it's very special guest honored guest uh we've just turned this into a guest podcast again i guess uh however all of my important equipment is down in the uh our storage unit which is still in the town that we came from which is over an hour and a half away so uh, we're going to be doing a unique uh, interview sort of style here, one at a time, talking. You know, we could kind of shout at each other. You know, it'll pick it up. It'll pick it up in the background. So, uh, but without further ado, I would like to introduce you to how? How would you like to be introduced? I didn't even ask you that. My lovely wife, Holly. Say hello, Holly. Hello, Holly. I can tell this is going to be a nice, uh, a nice um, dragging the cat to the vet type of episode here. Holly doesn't. Holly doesn't have a background in entertainment. She does have a background in education, so she knows how to talk to little uh, groups of smaller, um, less developed individuals. But uh, when it comes to like broadcasting, mass media. You know, sometimes she can look like Jack Donaghy from 30 Rock trying to record a, a promo commercial. It's like, what do I do with my hands? <laughs> I wouldn't wouldn't call them less developed. How about less inhibited? Well, I mean, just in the fact that they haven't had very many experiences and, and built up like a core of, of like uh, common, relatable things that they can look back at and say... Oh, I did this last time and I can do it again this time. They still problem solve just like a regular human. They're just less, they have less uh, time on the clock. Like a goldfish. goldfish. Yeah, it's new every time for them still. <laughs> oh, okay. I get it. Wow, that's a little, hmm, uh, goldfish, huh? I guess, uh, that, I guess that could work, but, you know, they don't forget it. They do still remember it. That's true. That is what sets us apart from fish. Yes, uh, the mastery over goldfish is what uh, makes us the uh, height of civilization, as far as we know it in the known universe. So, this is the intro version of Jack Donaghy's "What Do I Do with My Hands?" <laughs> Wait, what about the goldfish? Yeah, really? Was that on there? No, I haven't seen that episode in a while. No, but this conversation is on the level. Uh, this conversation's on the level of what do I do with my hands in terms of introducing and beginning a podcast conversation. All right. Well, cool. So now we know what to do with our goldfish. Um, it's Christmas. Uh, what? Um, I'll let you describe. What have we been doing so far today? Um, so far today, we have been listening to our 15-month-old 
run screaming, shouting, laughing, crying up and down the hallway. Yeah. Um, wearing red and black checkered Christmas pajamas. Mm-hmm. Um, I turned the tiny string of red LED lights from off to on on our oh. festive Christi- Christmas uh, potted plant. <laughs> We're big decorators over here. Um, it's been a tough year. We're still figuring out how to live in this uh, very small space. So, you know, if you if you have a lot of decorations and stuff, count yourself thankful. But I also count us thankful for not having to, like, take all of it down here in a few days. Indeed. I feel like sort of sad but liberated at the same time. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, <clears throat> cool. I mean, when you say we... What we've been doing, I think I've been doing a little bit more sleeping while that happens, or at least trying to. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of inevitable when you're sleeping like five feet, ten feet away from where all the screaming and running up and down is going on. I felt a little bad that we interrupted your long Christmas nap. Mm, mm. Yes, it's a it's a Christmas tradition to sleep as much as possible. I, I guess, at least in my family, it's like lots of really intense party situations, you know, dinner, uh, family, extended family and friends. And then Christmas Day is like the just don't even put on underwear. You know what I mean? True. And speaking of, condi- of uh, conditions, traditions, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think we may go out today to do our annual search for uh, eggnog. Mm. past time when you can usually find eggnog we we always seem to have eggnog leading up to major holidays and then when it's time for the holiday it's like time to 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 do the thing and to engage we're out of it yeah uh so we always seem to be roaming roaming the city on the (laughs) on thanksgiving or christmas looking for eggnog and it's uh surprisingly hard to find so pretty much like uh, any other day, if you're not sleeping, um, you're basically driving around looking for things. Yeah, that's that pretty much sums up our life. <laughs> uh, well, you know, maybe one day things will even out and we'll actually do shopping and, and running around um, in a more timely manner. But until then, I guess we'll have to go uh, on the hunter-gatherer trek for eggnog again today. I mean, we have like a few drops in there, but it's not, I mean, it's not really enough to do up a real Christmas night. You know what I mean? You can only cut the eggnog so far with milk until True. I've, until it ceases to be eggnog anymore. Yeah, I've I've cut this one down so far, you know, there's more milk in it now than eggnog, I think. Well, you do what you can. <laughs> so, okay, um, on the theme of Christmas, obviously... Um, I had some thoughts about this the other day when I had absolutely nothing going on. Um, actually, no, it wasn't any. I was watching. Um, I was watching the little one when we were in um, a restaurant, a diner, and she was running around while you finished your food. Um, I had this thought about Santa Claus. Okay, and a lot of people would be like, "Oh, you know." Um, like uh what was that what was that Calvin and Hobbes thing you sent me earlier? What did it say? 
the gist of it was like wild and mystery about Santa. Like, why doesn't Santa just show himself if he's real? And if he's not real, then what's the point of anything? Right. And and uh, the tiger says, well, we could say the same thing. Or it's a religious holiday. It's a religious holiday. And and Calvin says, well, I, I guess I had the same questions about God, too. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, so there's like, you know, there's that sort of discussion, the imaginary, um, type of thing, you know, all the same questions. Of course, Calvin Hobbes was somewhat right on a baseline, but what I was thinking was, okay, in the spirit of Christmas, right? You're thinking about, um, what are you looking at? We're in the 2000, just sidebar here. We're in the 2016 Kia Sorento Studios with the uh, atrium roof here. And um, my lovely wife is staring off with like a weird furrowed brow at something. I'm not sure what. I noticed it looked like uh, someone washed this car, which surprised me. And I was just (laughs) noticing what looks like uh, wash marks on the roof. Ah, yes. It was the, uh, when I took it in for service the other day, they washed it. Kind of like the half-hearted dealer wash, you know what I mean? Which is why I can still see the marks from it and not just a clean roof. True. And why, like, underneath all the handles, it's still, like, nasty dirty, you know? Sorry to get you off track. Go go back to, to Christmas. Okay, so I was thinking about Santa Claus um, in terms of, like, okay, you, you think of Santa Claus as somebody that, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a fictional character based on a possible person who did something once like brought toys or something to a village and then it just spiraled out of control and now he gives presents to the whole entire world but <clears throat> what i was thinking and this also applies to to um i guess religion if you will is let's break it down okay santa claus what is his um basically in your words give me what is the what is the point what is the uh what role does santa claus facilitate like basically what does he stand for what does he stand for yeah like what's the point of santa claus why like uh what what makes him so special that people keep kind of like keep it going i mean this has got to be at least you know 500 years since whoever this was existed that brought toys to a village or something i don't know santa's kind of the great equalizer like we all want to hope that something good can happen and santa once a year can at least make one small good thing happen for everybody um but on another level santa's also kind of a behavior modifier (laughs) is it's kind of like Big Brother's watching, like, Santa's always watching. He sees you when you're sleeping. I hate that song. I think that is a creepy image. Like, he sees you. He knows when you're awake. How how does he know? Why is he always watching me? (coughs) He's casing the joint, you know? Yeah, we had to sing that song with with the the holiday holiday sing-along that I led a few days ago at the school that I'm working for now. And the children loved that song. And I felt so uncomfortable leading it because I, on a personal level, I just hate it so much. Yeah, it's um, like a lot of songs, uh, especially Christmas songs. Uh, 
they're they're actually very creepy when you break them down but um but yeah other than the mass surveillance by the uh, NSA National Santa Association um uh, <laughs> yeah north pole's one word um apparently excuse me but um so okay so yeah i was thinking a lot very much along the similar lines but okay the, then why don't like if people believe I guess like the difference would be like a deity, like in a in a religious sense, is like um, controls like everything. But Santa just you know brings you, oh, like you said, just a a little bit of something good, you know, throughout the year or whatever. But if you believe in both, wouldn't like one wouldn't like um, wouldn't like the the controller of all things that does does uh good and bad things for everyone kind of like override the guy who does the good thing once a year type of thing what what do you mean override like 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 what's the point of believing in in god and santa if god is the one that sees you know sees you when you're sleeping santa's like the middle management god's like god oversees all of it but santa's got his department once a year Oh, so he's just uh, kind of like a yearly. What else is? What else is kind of like that? Easter Bunny. And what else? Um. Well, I don't know those two things. So Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. Do we have any other fictional? Like leprechauns, sort of for St. Patrick's Day, but they don't like watch for what you do and like bring you gifts or anything. No, I mean they're basically watching you and trying to steal your gold. Yeah, they're they're bringing you struggles. Yeah, exactly. They're like the leprechauns, are like the anti Santa Claus, I guess. <laughs> Valentine's Day is a similarly commercialized holiday, but doesn't really have a deity or entity or anything. Halloween. Yeah, yeah. There's no good like uh, analog. character analog to like Santa Claus. He's he's kind of one of a kind. But okay. Yeah, the tooth fairy though that's not like a a, a time specific that's like year round as well. Um so what I was thinking was why wouldn't adults believe in Santa Claus then? Because nobody can do for adults like nobody can give adults the Santa experience like they can do for children. There's nobody a level above adults who's taking care to keep the magic alive for them. Well, I mean, you could argue that it is Santa Claus, and they've just rejected him and his his love, and now he doesn't bring them presents anymore. But we know that adults do that for the children. Yeah. There's no mystery about it. There's no, there's no like real Christmas Santa miracle. It's just carefully orchestrated things that adults do for children. So it's all just a big uh, trick that we play on goldfish, essentially. People who have no little, little to no experience. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess I can. Uh, I guess I can get behind that. I just remember being. I remember being a kid on that cusp of knowing about the world around you. Like you're still young enough to have an imaginative view of things, but you're old enough to so like to know what's real and what's not real. Yeah. And I just remember like 
the Polar Express, I think, was a was a new book or story that, it, I, and it was a real big thing to give people a, a part of the Polar Express. It is a, a a single sleigh bell from Santa's sleigh. That's a, a prominent image in the story, and it was like a big thing to give a kid a a jingle bell, like a sleigh bell from Santa's sleigh around Christmas during those years. Mm-hmm. And I remember hanging my my sleigh bell on my like the post of my bed so that I could hear like when the house shook or something when Santa's sleigh came <laughs> and I remember how absurd it seemed but I wanted it to be real so bad and like I could almost convince myself that it was real yeah. but but there was that part of me you, you like you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube like you can't you can't unthink that it's not real once you start to see that it's not real yeah but I mean, like, uh, how do you, when you say, when you see that it's not real, like, what are the indicators to you that it isn't real? That you, I just knew my parents were buying presents for me. Like, there wasn't any mystery about it anymore. I started to learn about how money worked, and I knew that my parents went to jobs to earn money, and they got, they used that money to buy things for me. All right. <laughs> the point of of everything that I'm basically, you know, we kind of got off on a tangent there or whatever, but but like okay, so what I what I was actually thinking to get to what I was actually thinking about Santa Claus was was who wouldn't want to believe in Santa Claus cuz like at the basis of it, okay. You said behavior modifier and that that kind of is uh feeds into it a little bit, but 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 here's the the way I looked at it is like who wouldn't want to believe in in a in a um in a person or an entity right that at the end of the year okay this end of this very end of the year there's only a few days left in the year um it was already a holiday so I guess you know those things kind of overlap but uh. Like who wouldn't want to believe in in an entity that that just brings you a little something special, you know? Most of the time, for a lot of people, it's you know, times are tough and and you know everybody has bad years. You know, a lot more people. There's a lot more people now, but like a lot more people are having difficult years. You know, I won't say that in the past there have been worse times to live, but. Um, but I'm saying like, who wouldn't want to believe in a, in, in, in a guy who brings you a reward or not a reward, but basically a little like, Hey, keep up the good work. You know, if you've been, you know, you simplify it for kids, like good or bad, like good boys, good little boys and girls or people and bad little boys and girls or people, um, you know, but like the basis of it is like just do good be a good human being like make an effort to be a real person and um you know do things that you can perceive are the, are the right thing to do uh and um and at the end of the year if you weren't a total asshole to people you know you get a little hey keep up the good work from from the you know santa claus and it's not like you have to be perfect you didn't have to be perfect all year you just had to kind of be on the right track Right. Yeah. I mean, you're, they, they, they put it in terms of like a list, you know, but I think that that you get upvotes and downvotes on that list. 
based on different things that you do. No, I mean, what I'm saying is like, you know, it's, uh, you know, like who wouldn't want to believe in something like that? Am I, am I way off base here in, in saying that like, that's something that, that we all would love for, for it to be a reality for all of us? Sure. I'm, there's no argument there. I think we'd all love for that to be real. But like my seven-year-old self lying in bed on Christmas Eve, like I, you know, it's not real. Like, you know, there's no magic person coming in to bring you wrapped gifts under your tree. Like no matter how good you are. I don't know. I found it kind of liberating to let the, let the story just be a story. I actually found it more meaningful the older I got to to let go of having like having to believe in it like to convince myself that it was real and just let it be a story that you're reenacting every year like um you talking about making that transition at let's say seven years old or whatever you're saying that at that point even though you know it's not real you want to keep up the charade you know the you want to keep up the the festive tradition of it just because you want it to be real or that you like the story is that what you're saying i think just cuz i like the story i think once i realized it wasn't real i i was happy for the truth yeah like the truth was was more meaningful to me than the trying to make the story feel real hmm Man, there's just I'm like fighting real hard not to take this in a in just like a a, a non Christmasly direction, but um, but I'm trying to keep it on track here. But so a thought that I just had a minute ago was what if what if the story of Santa Claus and and the thing that we that you know essentially in our culture that ha- has Santa Claus as such like a huge central figure um, in the Christmas holiday. Um, what if the the story is not just like the idea and the tradition of it is not just like everybody thinks Santa Claus is for children, right? It's marketed to children. Children are the ones that can wholeheartedly believe in it without reservation, um, you know, and adults really can't because you've kind of peeked behind the curtain and whatnot. But like, what if that transition is part of the story? Because think about it. The idea of Santa Claus is that, that if you've done well or, or been a decent human being throughout the year, like I said, Santa Claus brings you a present or presents um, as, as like, um, as like a happy, not reward. I don't want to say reward, but like a pat on the back, you know, an good game, good. Yeah. An affirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, but what if like adults, like the people who, who have seen the other side of it, what if now it's their, like the story is now for them on the side of Santa Claus. So no longer do you believe in Santa Claus, you become Santa Claus. Like the like the de- being the decent human being is to 
look out for people and guide them on the path to being decent human beings. Right. And also like bringing them a, a little, you know, giving them a pat on the back. Uh, you know, the, the end of the year is superfluous. Time doesn't stop. It's not like a, a hard reset. You know, there's no like back to our one, you know, it's just, it's January. It's just another month. It just so happens that we see it as the beginning you know, the end of December is the end of the year, beginning of January is the beginning of the year, right? Um, it's all seemingly kind of arbitrary. It's how we can understand time. But what I'm saying is, like, the idea of it is at the very end of the year, at the end of the, um, at the end of, because it's in our culture, that's when we look back over the year. That's when we um, assess, you know, our, our, our lifestyle, behavior, the things that we want to try and accomplish in the next, uh, you know, grouping of months until we're back to the same place again, it's essentially. Kind of like an annual performance review. Yeah, but I mean, but but like a, basically coming back to the point is what if you can believe in Santa Claus as an adult because, because that because Santa Claus is you. You know what I mean? I guess it, it it works better if you have children, but it doesn't matter if you have children or not. Like you can be benevolent and and letting someone know that they've been a decent human being or you appreciate them or whatnot. Is this my, my like way off road here or what no, what are you thinking about I, this? I don't think you're off road at all. I, this has actually taken me down sort of a rabbit hole in my own mind this sort of allegory like of well what i'm getting from this conversation is sort of santa as an allegory for god i guess and like this that's the direction that i'm just trying not to take it i know we have touched on it but like i'm really trying not to take it in the religious direction but (coughs) because um a, a, it's just not as enjoyable to to discuss, you know, to like to chat about anymore for me uh, as much these days as it has been in the past. But also, um, you know, I'm not trying to stir the pot. I'm, you know, I'm not trying to um, mess with anyone's beliefs. I'm just trying. The the point of my uh, show here is just to kind of illuminate things, you know, mostly things that are not, I'm not trying to cause controversy. I just want everybody to have a relaxing time. Think about some things they maybe hadn't thought about, um, talk about some things they hadn't thought about, but not really like, um, you know, I feel like I can get into the weeds because I know a lot, you know, about those, uh, about those things as well. I've thought a lot about it. So, you know, that part of me that doesn't get to discuss that very often wants to jump out and say the things that I've been thinking. But at the same time, like, uh, I want people to like me. No. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyway, sorry. You were saying the allegory for, you know, you're taking this as an allegory sort of for God. Oh, my hand is falling asleep. Since we don't have the equipment, we're using one microphone, so... No, that can be another conversation for another day. When I'm when I'm thinking about your original question, like adults becoming Santa mm-hmm. and like finding meaning in the Santa story through becoming Santa, 
I think. No, I think, but like believing in Santa, like you're believing in yourself. Now I think that's really beautiful. Person. I think I like. I want to make a billboard of that or something. I'm like, like disseminate tracts or something. Like I think that's a <laughs> that's a beautiful image of Christmas. <laughs> Uh, I didn't mean to inadvertently start a whole new religion based around Santa Claus, but uh, <laughs> but you're hearing it here first. Um, it doesn't even have to be religious or have any religious connotation. Oh, you to know, it. people people can't keep it in their pants when they latch onto a religious idea. See, this is what I'm saying. I'm trying not to get in the weeds here. No, no. I, I I think I'm having trouble with the distinction that you're making between like like believing in Santa you're not saying that that adults should believe that Santa is actually real like that there's like a real guy in a red suit and a white hat no I mean I'm I'm literally saying that like that if you believe in the story of Santa, once you understand that your role is no longer the, you know, uh, the recipient of the pat on the back for being a decent human being, but now, now that you're self-realized, you are like you become the decent human being that is now doing this for other human beings. Does that I, make sense? I don't think enough adults are self-realized enough to. Get oh, there. no, not at all. I think it's easier for them to perpetuate, like, the the myth mm-hmm. and to, like, I don't know, just, just keep, keep the myth alive than to have a more thoughtful treatment of it for themselves in their own minds. Sure. I mean, and literally this came up to me in the bathroom of a diner um, <laughs> <laughs> yesterday on Christmas Eve, but... Um, but yeah, I mean that that kind of was my my thought. Like, who doesn't want that person to exist? And then also, um, you know, what if believing in Santa Claus was as simple as believing in yourself, and that's your own pat on the back to yourself? You know, like like you don't have to. You can look in the mirror. You don't have to wonder whether or not you exist. I mean, until you get into like a quantum uh, uh, conversation, but. Um, you know, or, or, or myriad of other possible conversations based on, uh, based on whether or not we all exist. But for, for, as far as what we can see, you know, and, and Calvin and Hobbes going back to that about how, like, why doesn't he just show himself? Maybe he does. Maybe, maybe, uh, the idea, the, um, the idea of Santa Claus should reveal itself to all of us in the form of that once we realize that there is no Santa Claus, that Santa Claus is us. You know what I mean? So what do we tell our daughter about Santa? How do we present this story to her? Be the Santa you want to see in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Be the Santa Claus you want to see in the world. I don't, you know, I don't know what, I I hadn't thought that far. I'd only had these like couple of thoughts Mm -hmm. back to back. um, And I really hadn't gotten to how you would express that. Really, this is true. This is a stream of consciousness Mm -hmm. podcast here. Uh, If you're listening to this, um, 
you have any uh, extra thoughts or ideas on this or um or other directions or insights or whatever please you know as i always say send them along to good old uh, ango podcast at gmail.com or you can hit me up on uh instagram at richardometry twitter at richardography and i'm getting better at uh, actually doing that little plug for myself <laughs> without tripping on it but literally if you do have any other uh thoughts on this please send them along um but to answer your question no i hadn't i hadn't thought that far well that makes two of us so at least we're uh, together in this parenting journey well you hadn't even thought as far as i thought <laughs> you're not on the good list right now <laughs> uh i'm not on wife santa's good list mama santa not mrs claus Mama Santa. Well, luckily, luckily, Bev's still in that. I, I hate that I compared young children to goldfish at the beginning of this conversation. Because it's hey, those are your words, I man. Know. You took it that way. I know. She's just still in that absorbent mind. Like until a certain point, children don't remember things from their earliest days because their brain isn't designed to. It's just designed to absorb everything around them. They don't turn that switch on to like remembering and doing something about it for a few more years so she's just still in the the phase of soaking everything up so we have a couple of years to figure out how to present this to her yeah yeah no i mean um i've often thought you know um at least in the past year and a half at this point like uh about santa claus about the christmas holiday and this year it hadn't been very festive for us, we hadn't hadn't decorated very much, and you know, didn't really go and do shopping for each other, or you know, you did for for some people at work, but but you know, shopping is shopping's in a, a weird addition to Christmas. Um, I feel like the materialism of, of Christmas is kind of past its peak at, at this point, but at the same time you know, it's still a huge industry. People still get gifts and that's, and that's good. You know, that's the, um, that's what keeps the whole thing going. The point is that it's at least what we teach kids, (laughs) what we already teach kids is that it is, uh, not to get religious, but it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Would you agree? I would. I just wish that we could present that part more and less like the he sees you when you're sleeping and when you're awake. <laughs> like, can we have some different songs? Yeah, no, I mean there hasn't been a good new Christmas classic. I mean they they literally have anything that's been in the past like twenty years. I would say twenty to thirty years. Instead of being like a Christmas classic that carolers sing and that sort of thing. Um, they kind of just beat everyone over the head with Christmas songs, uh, pop Christmas songs until like people just can't get away from it. And then, then I guess maybe that's how it turns into a classic, maybe in another 40 years. Imagine, imagine in uh, 20, 30, 40 years, carolers singing, all I want for Christmas is you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. Caroling goes back centuries. You know what I mean? Like the singing of songs, um, outside of people's, windows uh or doors or in town squares or you know in front of a church clock or in a church or um 
you know, in a field somewhere or in a stable as a kind of reenactment for some sort of other interpretation of the holiday. But, um, but yeah, caroling has, um, I don't know what, like, where do you think, how do you think caroling then to, to move on from Santa Claus for now? I mean, I think we've kind of sus, you know, got to the bottom of what we can say about Santa Claus, but what about caroling? I mean, that as a tradition, um, I, I, what, why do you think? Why do you think that that came about? Why? Why are songs about this specific holiday so intertwined with the tradition of it? Because music is a gift. It's like a. I feel like it harkens back to like a a um, time before written language. Language and before, I mean, long before commercialism and like, oh, yeah. like buying things for people. I mean, gifts, gifts were handmade. Gifts were artisan objects, like reflected people's livelihoods. Um, and the gift of song, like it takes time to get together and learn and craft a beautiful group of songs, like. To, to get your voices to harmonize and to learn the words and to take the time to prepare something for somebody. I I love caroling. I love the idea of people going around and sharing music with each other. Yeah. I was I was saying even further not I guess not further back than that, but like the idea of before written language, the oral traditions. You know what I mean? In the way that you would tell stories. Um I I I would have liked to have been a fly on the wall for the first person that understood that they could make like tones with their voice instead of just sounds. You know, regular. I mean, like, tones or sounds, but I mean like carrying a tune, if you will, like coming up with tones that complement each other and just kind of oh, you know, like singing it out, whatever that looked like. And then not just hearing that pleasing arrangement of sounds, but remembering a certain like order of those sounds Mm -hmm. and composing a song that's a whole thought you know and then teaching write the theme tune sing the theme tune do 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 (laughs) but sharing that with other with other people like as an extension of oral tradition i never thought of that yeah i mean i i feel like song comes directly from from that like in the time of uh you know oral traditions you like you think about a lot of um more ancient cultures um a lot of what we would perceive as native uh cultures uh, different places around indigenous cultures around the world whether they you know they've been there for a very long time whether they're the first ones there or they came from somewhere else is is uh not part of the argument but hey be careful with that thing remember when it exploded on you before yeah just saying <laughs> we're in the 2016 keys rento studios and it comes with a lot of um uh item distractions that you can just pick up and mess with so um in any case like you think about a lot of like uh, c- uh cultural um ceremonies and things where they dance there is some form of percussion and then chanting which i guess you could say is a kind of more early form of 
singing or or a more um I don't know. I don't know which would have come first. It seems like chanting would have come ahead of singing. I think we're saying words in a tone over and over or in in an arrangement to tell a story. Cultures all over the world have used chanting as a way to convey information and and remember important stories. Um I think in some ways I don't know like I don't know what I'm saying. But the like the just the, the tone structure of some of those chants is more complex in my mind than a lot of music today. Arguable, but uh but I could see it. <laughs> I can see it. I and people have used music and still do use music to convey stories and con- convey information. Um, when I was a teacher, we used to use song to help children remember big blocks of complex information. Um, Try to solve the problem yourself and you'll feel proud. Plug, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood. <laughs> um, no, but we, we had these maps that were wooden puzzles, huge maps, like two feet by three feet, really big, at least big to a small child. And each map was a different continent. And we would learn songs that gave the order of the countries and the continent from north to south. And to this day, I still remember the order of countries in North America and South America from those songs. And you would hear the children singing to themselves as they put the puzzles back together, just the the countries in order as they went, as they nice. picked up a piece and put it back together and picked up another one and put yeah. it in order. Um, it really helped to, to anchor the information in their minds. Yeah, I thought for a second there you were going to say you played for them the, uh, the uh, Animaniacs, what is that song where they go through all the countries? Uh, no. <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, that's one way to do it, I guess. That's a song with all the countries in it, you know. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you have anything else on uh, any other thoughts you're having on that idea? No, it makes me want to go caroling, though. Yeah. I mean, I suppose we could go down to the uh, trailer park down the road or over to our neighbor's uh house over here i don't think anybody's here i think these people are all gone right now we'll just go to the school and get my guitar and we'll walk around impromptu carolers we'll stomp around cedar park uh singing until the cops come it doesn't even have to be christmas songs we could sing other songs too we could just walk around and sing (laughs) merry christmas cedar park yeah here's uh here's wonderwall anyway anyway santa here's wonderwall (laughs) All right. Well, I think we've, uh, I think our cerebral ass um, Christmas. You're listening to Christmas tradition breakdowns here on Absolutely Nothing Going On. You think that's an accurate description of uh, we're just kind of breaking down the traditions? A cerebral breakdown of traditions is kind of the description of many of our conversations. Like yeah, that's, that's like, that's our combined uh, autobiography, a cerebral breakdown of traditions. Of, what was it, a, a box containing the parts of one thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's been a lot of good ones. You know, they, they just keep coming up uh, in normal conversations. So, 
Yeah, but I appreciate being welcomed into the 2016 Kia Sorento studio here today. Uh, thank you uh, for sure for stopping by. I know uh, it's kind of a long way for you to, to come travel out, all the way out here to, uh, you know, have a conversation with your husband, your lovely husband. But, uh, but yeah, I'm glad you, uh, you came out. I, like I said, I do better in a conversational sense than by myself because I go off some weird places by myself and don't really make points and, and things like that. I think I, I disagree. I think you, you end up having a conversation with yourself. True. Uh, it's not as artful as it is. Like I can have a conversation with myself inside of my head much more fluidly than I can actually speaking those words. But, you know, I think that that goes for everybody. Goals. Goals for 2019. <laughs> I mean, I listen to some podcasts and people having a conversation with themselves that is fantastic. You know, of course, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of uh, Monday Morning Podcast with Bill Burr. Um he does a fantastic job at uh, having a conversation with with uh, with me. It feels like he's just talking at me, like, "Oh, hey, I, I'm talking to Bill on the phone." He's like, "Oh, hey, uh, yeah, you know, I'm watching this fucking man, you, whatever, and these cunts, you know, blah blah blah." It's Bill, you know. So it's it is what it is, but uh, but yeah, you know, there there's others, but uh, working my way up. Well, in any case, Merry Christmas. Yes, Merry Merry Christmas to you as well. Um, what do you think we can do here this year to fulfill our role in the Santa Claus story? Um, well, that's like a deep question all of a sudden. I was like thinking about eggnog, to be honest. I mean, it could be as simple as uh, getting some eggnog for each other. You know, maybe in the coming year, we could remember these past years of struggle with the eggnog, and we could, a theme for ourselves lately has been we need to make a plan for our life, and maybe in the coming year, we can celebrate Christmas by having an adequate supply of eggnog uh, at the appropriate time. Cool. Yeah, I mean, that. Uh, if we can get there, that'll be our pat on the back to each other for for actually turning it turning it around and uh, ha- have an eggnog on hand during an actual Christmas holiday. Stay tuned a year from now to find out how things turn out. Yep. Um, and uh, you could probably just fast forward to that now. If you're listening to this a uh, year from now, just, you know, skip all the episodes in between. And uh, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you. Once again, hit us up with your thoughts, your Christmas traditions, and uh, and we'll go from there. I'll do. I'll do a f- if if anybody actually sends me uh, anything meaningful other than more Canadian uh, penis prescriptions um, to my email, then maybe I'll do a follow up and we'll talk about uh, we'll talk a little more about Christmas, maybe about uh, New Year's. Oh my gosh, that's a whole nother thing to unpack. New Year's resolutions. And everybody talks about resolutions. I'm not, I don't know. We'll talk about it another time. Thanks for joining us until next time. See you later. See you later.